Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Have a hell of an episode uh, for you today. It's uh, COVID catastrophes, all about, listen, nuts, nuts ass shit that's going on in the world of the cocoa. That's gay for COVID. You can use it. Feel free. But listen, when I asked you guys on Instagram for you to send me like your wild stories about how COVID situations are nuts at your work or your school, I was not expecting the results that we got today. So we're going to get into those in just a bit. But before we do that, I am going back on tour this spring, coming to a bunch of cities, I'm going on tour again in the fall, just so you know, tickets sell out for these shows. If you want first dibs of tickets, become a Patreon member. Tickets go on sale to Patreon members first at patreon.com slash Joe That's patreon.com slash Joe Go become a Patreon member, support the podcast, keep us on the air, and uh, you get tons of bonus content on top of first access to tickets. So do that so you don't miss your chance to see me back on the road. Tour is getting announced at the end of this month, so keep your eyes peeled. Anyway, we had a first time podcast guest super excited this person is a good friend of mine he is my designated pacific northwest opener a hell of a comedian and a brand new writer on a tv show that is coming out very soon and we do not have permission to say what it is yet so all i need you to know is keep out for this badass welcome to social studies podcast my friend richie armani hi everyone oh my god i'm so happy to be here i've i knew you would be on the podcast eventually i just didn't know when it was going to happen I was I like when you told me I was coming, I was like, oh, my God, play it cool, play it cool, play it cool. (laughs) I was was like, oh, my God, yay, fun things are happening. Yes, I knew I always knew you'd be on the podcast. It'd be fun. We Richie and I have fun together, everybody. We we do. We We, get into mischief. We go out and we do fun things. And like, I don't know what else we do. I can't say I don't know if I can say what else we do. (laughs) Richie, I have a really funny story to tell you, though. I don't know if you guys have ears, but just in case. You're listening to this on subtitles. Richie and I are gay. We are so gay. (laughs) Okay, can I say this? I don't know. What was a fun thing that we did together? We went to that. Can I say we went to that beach? Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. That's when I knew we were friends. I was like, oh, we're going to a naked beach together. We just did. We're such good friends now. We're best friends now. (laughs) That like solidified our friendship. I put you on my close friends after that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, you guys, it was just like a moment in time. Like quarantine had broken to the point where you were allowed to go outside so we went to a new nude beach to harvest material and we just had our notebooks out like writing comedy butt ass naked on this beach do you remember that one nuts ass guy though that would like follow you around that was creepy no 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 oh never mind just kidding (laughs) no no that guy he was like methed out of his fucking head and like he was like getting in the water and like trying to get he was trying to get like everybody to do poppers around we were you and i were like what the hell is no oh no poppers in public is never you don't you don't oh my god (laughs) wait do you no 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 me neither i don't know so we have a predominantly straight 
female audience. So I feel like we need to give them like a peek behind the gay curtain. It's actually gold lycra, gold lame, actually. That's what the curtain's made of. Poppers are this like super fun. It's like it's in a little jar. It's like a bait. It's like a potion for your body. That's what it is. It's a potion for your butthole, really. It's a potion to like loosen up your booty hole. And it just makes taking everything in so much easier. Like, ladies, you're picking up what I'm putting down. And (laughs) depending on like what age demographic you're in, you might know this as being called Rush, which is a brand of poppers. But did you know, like in the 80s, like they like did like Rush, like on the dance floor, they're like, ooh, Rush. Yeah, (laughs) it was like very heteronormative, like straight cult. I always every time I have straight friends over, I always try and get them to do poppers. Oh, okay. So I I have a story. So my best friend, I'm from home. I'm not going to say their name, um, is a straight white woman and she we were just like fucked up in chicago on saint patrick's day and we were just like drunkenly dancing on the dance floor and someone's like do you want to do poppers she's like i've never done poppers before i'm like girl get over here like let's do this (laughs) so we did them and we ended up just like sitting laughing and it turned into us having our hands in each other's hands and just bawling crying our heads off of over how beautiful we thought our friendship was you know what you guys we're not condoning doing it it probably causes holes in your brain just like don't do it i mean okay well if you're gonna do it like please don't go to the store asking for poppers because they'll ask you to leave they'll tell you to leave leave. it's weird because it's like it's like it's It's like like semi-legal it's like k2 what is K2? You don't know what K2 is? No. I First of all, I've never done K2, honest to God. But I think K2 is basically like... Is it like ketamine level 2? No, like- no, no. It's like... It's like... K2... It's like fake weed that you can buy at the gas station. Like, you know oh, you go to the gas station? I, those- I did salvia one time. Oh, I did salvia in yeah, college too. And like, that was Dude, insane. That, that was, was so nuts. In Insane. I literally thought, okay, so my friends convinced me. Wait, like, you got to back this up again. For those who don't know what salvia <laughs> is, also completely legal. It's just a plant. My rule is if it doesn't grow, it doesn't go. And you can like get it at the fucking gas station and you trip the fuck out. Like you trip the fuck out. But like for 30 seconds. Okay. So by the way, gas stations are where you should buy things to put in your body for sure sausages yeah (laughs) gas station hot dogs are great gas station hot wings gas station plants okay so i did salvia and my friends were like oh my god it's only gonna last like five minutes and i was like so young i was like maybe 19 16 when this happened i don't know it's all blur but what i do remember is we like smoked a little bit and then we were like i can't feel it so we like sprinkled in some weed and some more oh no that's like a no no we smoked that and I was high for like maybe an hour. And like I told my friends because we were at a beach and I was like, you guys, I think I'm being ripped in half. And like I thought I was being ripped in half from like the between my legs all the way to my head. And I thought I was dying. Oh, and then no. they took me to Jack in the Box and I got a cheeseburger and I promptly threw it up in the back of a Hyundai. So oh my God, don't do salvia kids until so your class. I, we were that. like freshmen in college in Thorpe the Thorpe dorm hall at central Michigan university. And we were like all doing it or whatever. And like one of our friends had this nuts. First of all, this guy was fucking insane. His nickname was Grizz. Like my boyfriend, your boyfriend's nickname was Grizz. Oh, no, Grizz, like, the, like yeah. Grizz the artist. No, no, no. His nickname was Grizz and Grizz did it 
and he had like an insane trip. Like he saw like the floor open up and like saw the devil and was like being lured to come down. He like looked at us with this crazy face and just went to bed. And it like he was like, you guys, I can never do that again. We were like, what happened? And when he was explaining it, we're like, oh, shit. How long was he tripping for? Way longer than you should on Salvia. I'm telling you, it's not all like it's not standardized. Again, everybody totally legal. But but for some reason, weed isn't in all country or all states. Why? I don't know. Explain. Dude, let me tell you what, though, too. I remember like doing this shit in college and being like, I'm going to be a teacher. I must be the worst teacher (laughs) in the world. And then like, like come to find Richie, my first my first job ever. Like it was the end. I was putting on this like prim and proper act. And at the end of the year party, I was with other teachers just like passing J's. Like, yeah, teachers can go. It's insane. Okay, so I just found this out like maybe two or three years ago, but teachers have like lives. Like they're normal people who I know, I know I'm saying this to you. No, come back, come back. It's because I went through this weird phase where I was like constantly dating teachers. No like, way. Yes. You've dated teachers? I told you this. You I never told me this. Yes. I went on so many dates with guys who ended up being teachers. And Hilarious. like it was like it was so weird because like the first one, he was like an art teacher. And then there was like a was. social studies teacher. And then there was a music teacher, obviously there a was, drama teacher. There was one who taught elementary school. And like I, I think art teachers or the most I think I dated like three different art teachers and like went on several dates. One of them I dated for a while, but like all of them, every single one of them were like, yeah, I like love doing like Molly. I love doing like uh weed or smoking weed. I party, I drink. And <laughs> Did I'm you just say like, doing weed? <laughs> it was like every teacher was from euphoria. Oh, that <gasps> which concept, concept, concept. Yeah. Euphoria, but it's teachers. I would love that. Oh my I god! Would, I would absolutely love that. Maybe like there's like a sketch comedy that needs to be Were written they? about like the backstory of Euphoria or like the side story in Euphoria. The teachers are also experiencing crazy drama. That's why they don't notice the fact that I all of their students write it. are insane. Oh my god! Do you want to? I would love to. Pinky promise. Mm, just the tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Listen, listen, listen. So I have something really funny to tell you, yes. which is why I ask. So there's this, I'm going to try and do this without giving this person away. A friend of mine is a teacher and he's of our kind, if you will. Right. And he teaches middle school, which is first of all horrifying. I've seen Big Mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. His middle school students started a Instagram account where they Google the teachers and find like private pictures of them. And (gasps) then they post pictures of of the teachers and then they just like light them up in the comments right oh is this legal can they do this i mean i mean probably this is like a burn book of an like a teacher burn book. an e-burn burn e-book oh my god what if there's like a 13 reasons why thing that happens to one of the teachers something something bad okay anyway keep going with your story so they posted his picture and like for the majority of it like Actually, everybody was really, I went on it and I saw it and everybody was like, very. they loved him. I'll I'll show you later. Okay. Everybody like loved him, but somebody commented, they were like, I found his ass on Grindr. (gasps) And then, uh, so this was a student who said that. And then other students were like, 
Let me just ask you, why exactly were you on Grinder? And another com- another kid commented, you just outed yourself, big dog. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. I know. Could you imagine you like out yourself? I'm, I'm so glad social media was not like a thing when we were in like high school, middle school. I outed myself on accident when I was in high school. I told one person I hooked up with a guy and it spread like wildfire oh, the next no. day. But yes, aren't you glad? Because like, think about all the things that I post on like social media or that you post on social media would have posted if we were Richie. if we had it. I like, think I, I mean, I used to post thirsty shit on MySpace. My MySpace profile picture, Richie, was me that I took in my home shower. Shut up. It was like you water. Thirsty? Yeah, it was just like water dripping down my face. I was shirtless and just like the shower head just like going towards my head and my hair like all on my face and water just dripping down my How face. How old were you? 17, 16 maybe. Oh, you're just like clickbait. Like Oh, and like the messages I got, I'm like for sure some of these were like 70-year-old men posing as like high school kids trying to see my weenus. Were you high or MySpace famous? No. I we did have a friend in our circle who was like, I would say probably like an influencer before we even knew what that was. Uh-huh. I remember finding Jeffrey Star for the first time on MySpace and being like, <laughs> I didn't even think he was a real person. I thought it was all like fake mm-hmm. and totally real. I didn't did, did I don't know where I was from. Like I had no concept that like MySpace could be a, an actual thing other than your own personal page. Um, I kind of put it together because. Wait, before I say this part, you were probably like way more savvy with that shit than me. Oh, yeah. I learned how to code on MySpace for sure. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, absolutely. I tried, dude, I tried so hard to be like MySpace famous, but it just like did not work out. Like, I thought I was posting like such aesthetic pictures, but it was just like me in the mirror wearing like an Argyle sweater. Like, it was so <laughs> dumb. Um, what was your most embarrassing MySpace song? So, believe it or not, I was and still am a huge pop punk fan, big time, big time. So my MySpace songs were always, and I don't regret any of these, like Sum 41, Blink-182, Yellow Card, like over and over and over again. Okay, and the next Avril time, we're in, the, the next time we're in the car, I'm going to make you play all of this stuff because oh, that's I, all in my genre too. Like, oh, I no way. That. I listen yeah. to pop punk playlists like, Almost every time I'm in my car. Early 2000s pop punk all the time. Yeah. Richie, I've been wanting to do, I like want a bar around here to have a pop punk night. There is one in Capitol Hill. Shut your fucking. At Chop Suey. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like emo night or something. Like, is, there like, is it gay or is it regular? It's not like for the, it's not necessarily for the gays, but like they're like, like it's you Capitol see Hill. some, you see some limp wrists around. Yeah. So. You see a little ding. Yeah. yeah I feel um, you. Well, we're going, so there's that. My embarrassing MySpace song, though, was I used to listen to a lot of Tila Tequila. Oh, and I, did you know she went, like, off her rocker? Off the freaking rails. Yeah, like, she's a nutso whatso. Like, I wouldn't even call it conservative. Like, conspiracy theorist. Yes. Like, alt-right. Like, went to Jesus and is, like, super racist now. Yeah, she's like, she's like... A fucking proud boy, basically. Oh, yeah. It's so sad, though, because it it's is. like she was like the first or like maybe not the first, but she was like that first generation of like reality TV star. And they were just like, we don't know how to treat these people. And they just like fucked her up mentally. Oh, no. Like the show, like she it was like dating Tila Tequila and they totally <sighs> exploited her bisexuality, which was wild. But they did. Richie, before we start 
today's episode is all about COVID catastrophes, which, by the way, the submissions that we got were so good. This is probably going to end up being a two-week podcast where I'm going to have to go through these again because there's so many good ones, and my fans are amazing. But before we start, did anything like come to mind for you? Like, Is there any like COVID craziness that has happened or that you've realized or anything like that? COVID made me realize that like I saw this on a meme, but it was so true. Like most of you guys would hide your zombie bites. That's a fact. But like, oh, I've never seen that. But yes, I see that when when COVID happened, though, like and people started going back to work, like in retail. I had friends who still worked in retail and I'm not going to say what store it was, but like they the managers there would find out their employees had COVID and they'd be like, well, if you're not showing symptoms, like you need to still come to work. Oh, yeah, I've been hearing that. Or like if you like if it's just like a slight cough, like just wear two masks and just keep working like and that was going on at all of the stores. It was a huge chain. And like the company was just like, yeah, like let's just like pretend this isn't happening. So if you got COVID at a store, it's probably that store. Oh, no. That's wild. I know. And it's a big one, too. Just wait until you hear some of these. These are crazy. Okay, let's get into it. Wait, first of all, both of us have both had the cocoa. Yeah, I had the Omnichromatica. You did. What edition did you get well, here's again? the thing. I got to, like, call your ass out for a little bit and yeah. everybody else. People are all up on the internet like, oh, I got the Om- Om- Omnicron. Omicron. Omicron. I got the this. I got the Omicron. When I got COVID, it was when um, Delta was surging and Mm -hmm. people were like, oh, my God, is it Delta? I'm like, bitch, I don't know. They just tell you you got COVID. So, yeah, they did just say that I have COVID. Right. So I'm just going with season three. Oh, okay. I'm just telling people I got season three. I feel like that's what it was, because like what they told me is that like the Omnichromatica one is like more easily transferable and it causes more severe flu symptoms for people who are already vaccinated but don't have the booster yet. So, like, if you, if I, they were like, if you were, are to you get, boosted and boosted? I'm not boosted yet. Okay. But they were like, if you got like the Delta or like the OG one, yeah, you probably wouldn't be on your ass. Is basically what they told me. Oh. But they were like, if it's like a newer strain, the two vaccines probably didn't do too much to protect you. Girl, I got listen. Two vaccines and then like I was definitely still in like the clear, right? Mm-hmm. Got COVID, knocked on my keister, like done, da done done. It was yeah. Yours was Miz. Oh my god, I had a fever for three days. Like it I was, should have died, honestly. Honestly, my was like lay miserable. Like it was terrible. So I had COVID like maybe like three weeks ago. And I went for a run yesterday and it felt like my lungs were being ripped out of my chest. Like, yeah. And I was just like, oh, we can just like power through this. I don't think I like I just barely hit four miles and I was like, we're done. This is over. I can't do it. So don't get COVID. Your lungs will definitely explode. So I never told you this. When you got COVID, you were one of 10 of our friends that all got COVID at the same time, all in different circles. Too. I talked to one of your friends and they told me that they knew two dozen people who had COVID that same weekend. Oh my weekend. God. Yes. So I was like, oh my God. There was a surge in Seattle that weekend. And like, that was like the most, honestly. No, it was a, it was a, it like ran through the city. Well, and I had like such a reckless weekend. I'm not going to lie. I was doing all kinds of things. I was doing shows and then I was doing, like I was at like two different bars, I think. And then like one nightclub. And it was like a nightclub where they were just like, pack them all in. 
And there were so many people around me. That's definitely where I got it. So you were in Iowa. Basically, yeah. Got it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Let's get into some of these. Some of them are very teacher specific. So I'm curious to know like how you're gonna respond. Yeah. Like if you like aren't understanding, just tell me and I'll fill you in. This, this one is kind of crazy. Okay. Hey, Mr. D, love the podcast. Thanks for putting it on. We barely have any subs in my building as it is. I was persuaded slash guilted into not taking a day off on 1213 because the sub that they offered was horrible. Negotiated getting an extension to write my narrative of a report card in exchange for coming in. So now they're asking parents to be the substitute teachers of our students and she sent me an email of what the district sent in and it literally says this the staff is busy at school today preparing for tomorrow and the coming weeks while our hope is that all staff will remain healthy we're also being proactive as we anticipate an increase in staff absences due to COVID. staff are key to keeping our doors open so we are reaching out to see if you can volunteer we are if you are available to volunteer as a substitute teacher in our district please let us know this has to be illegal this has to be illegal right like don't you need an educational background to be a teacher obviously girl yes but like some of these they're getting literally people off the street like there's another one that i'm gonna get into maybe if we have enough time the bus drivers are dropping the kids off parking the bus at the school and then just going in as a sub so what are the kids learning while these like not teachers are subbing this is why i hate this because if you if they keep letting this happen basically you're saying that we could have robots teaching our kids because you just need a script and anybody can do it that's not true are teachers making lesson plans for these people like i would assume so. i would hope so right like that would be but then again like they're sick like are you expected to make a lesson plan when you're sick (laughs) The teachers right now are laughing in your face. Are you expect Richie? You're expected to before COVID and still in some places with COVID, they you were going to work if you were sick. It is it is worse to write sub plans than it is to just come in and teach. Oh my god! It's miser- but this pisses me off too because it's like, picture this, okay? You're the writer on the show that you're working on right now, mm-hmm. okay? You can't make it to work, so they put just. A random person who has no experience at all to do your job, but they get to see everything, all the behind the scenes stuff. They get to go into all your your writing. They can take some of your jokes that you've written. They can look at all of the staff. They can find out if you're hiring. If not, a parent, a parent comes into my classroom. You can look at, first of all, if I'm going to write a lesson plan, I'm going to probably write this kid has crazy temper tantrums and will throw a stapler at your head if you don't say Chuck E. Cheese three times before he does it. So now they're going to be like, know all this personal shit about the rest of the class. Like, and you know, these nosy assholes who have nothing better to do. They're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm coming in the sub. Oh, my God. First of all, I didn't know teachers had to deal with all of that stuff. So I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I was such a little bastard. When Bow I was down a kid. and beg for forgiveness. Yeah, bitch. literally. Yes. I'm sorry to all my teachers. Well, you you were banging teachers before. So you've you've I given paid us- my dues. But I do remember one time I had a teacher and I I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to. Here we go. I had a teacher who was like trying to get me to do something. And I was just going through a wild phase and I yelled at him and I was like, I ain't going to listen to you, Mr. Grev. I never bow down to the white man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you 
said that. You said yes. wait in what grade? I was like too old to be talking this way. I was like probably in twelfth grade. Like I was like a, maybe a junior in high school. But he was just shit. like Jesus Christ. Like sit down. And when that shit happens, we just look at each other. We're like, they don't fucking pay me enough to deal with this. Yes, and so. I don't know if I should say this one either. But Go for there, it. There's another side. So I had another teacher and there was this like white girl who was just being like, you know, herself. And it was just she was just being annoying. And I looked at my teacher and like he was like, what is going on over there? And I was just like, Mr. Jones, like this girl is a white devil. And, <laughs> and he looked at me and just went on teaching he was like i am not paid enough to deal uh, with this <laughs> this girl is a white devil you are literally that kid that we're all like oh fuck <laughs> here we go here's another one this one i absolutely love and connect to on a spiritual level i think you will too hi joe love the podcast and love your topic this week because this covid shit is really hitting the fan earlier this week i decided to take an edible to unwind we had only been back from winter break for two days and girl i was exhausted edibles usually aren't my thing but my husband insisted that this one wasn't going to be too intense it was marketed as when CBD isn't enough and THC is too much. It ended up with me glued to the couch, feeling like my face was melting. I was stoned out of my damn mind to the point where I cried because brushing my teeth felt impossible. Have you ever been like so, so high that you're just like, I can't. One time, the first time I did like a dab like years oh, ago. I've never and will never. Ugh. I so we were getting ready to go out and I took a dab and I was like, OK, I'm going to go upstairs and get ready. And I saw the bed. I sat down. I blinked and it was the morning. <laughs> yeah. Do I, people still dab? I maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. That was a very specific time mm -hmm. when dabbing was like, we're dabbing. It's like you're dabbing. I'm no, not dabbing. You're going to bed. That's what you're doing. Yeah. No, my cousin was a big dabber. He's like, you want to do dabs? I'm like, hell no. You crazy. You put a microscopic amount of fucking earwax on a metal thing. It's, it's, it's crazier looking than freebasing meth. Like it is nuts. That was the the first and only time i ever did that. yeah it looks like you're making a science experiment it's insane anyway the rest of this fast forward to my 5 a.m alarm oh my gosh oh, oh my god this poor woman my alarm goes off i go through my morning routine in my usual groggy state i drive to work while setting up my room for the day i feel like absolute trash my stomach is churning i'm moving slow and i'm feeling dizzy i text my husband are weed hangovers real is weed poisoning real am i still high i make it through the first and second period like a champ because teachers know how i.e we're required to suck it up and push through any illness at school did i not just fucking say this you did you did Finally, my planning period arrives and I book it to the teacher's lounge. Whatever toxins were still in my body were ready to get the fuck out. And they did. So now that I'm mortified over what just happened in the staff bathroom, I asked the nurse to take my temperature. My principal, who is already stretched thin on subs and teachers, immediately tells me to go home and get a COVID test. They pull a preschool aide to cover my sixth through eighth grade Spanish class classes for the rest of the day what have i done to deserve this so now 
here I am at home waiting for the results of a COVID test in order to return to work. Girl, it's been over 24 hours and my rapid test results still aren't in yet. I'm starting to get worried. There's no way that I'm telling my principal that this was actually gastrointestinal COVID symptoms. But just the terrible after effects of a strong edible. Moral of the story, don't do drugs, kids. Write it out. Get your sick pay. Fake a COVID test. Sick pay? You guys don't get that? What, Richie? I don't know. Oh my God, I thought teachers got sick pay. Oh no, you just get paid if if it's still within your days off. You get paid normal. Yeah. We need to start like a campaign to get teachers. Richie, paid you know, as a teacher, benefits. you only get three days off typically. Right? Three, three days that you can take. And you can't take them backing up or going into a holiday break already. So you can't like double any of that shit up. And you get three. You have to request them all and you get no more than that. And if you take any more than that, you do not get paid for any more that you have to take, including sometimes if it's medical. You have to like, yeah, for medical, I think you can like submit a doctor's note. And then after 10, you're just not paid. You guys can't see it, but my jaw is literally on the floor right now. Yeah. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Teaching is psychotic, Richie. That's why I do this podcast. So having this podcast is the most liberating thing that's ever happened to me in my life, because I'm just saying all the shit that teachers could never say because they'll lose their job. And I just don't have to worry about that anymore. So I'm just like, hey, everybody, listen to how nuts teachers actually have it and do better by our teachers. Do. okay? I have a question about teachers and like pay and like just like the overall structure of the job. Is anyone pushing back? against these things like no are principals pushing no, back or no. like like the school uh districts like they're just like yeah this is like all we got yeah, like they go they they go to the parents a parent gets angry they bend the rules for the parents to make sure that they're happy everything ha- and everyone it's teaching is this weird thing where everyone's just complacent with how the rules are nobody wants to rock the waters because you'll lose your job like that they'll replace you like that Do if they can unionize like they, we're not going to get into you okay. and stuff. Yes. Okay. And that I'm leaving it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but it is, it is truly the wild, wild west. You guys do you think you could ever do it? No, I wanted to be an English teacher for a very long time. And then like, they were like, you have to read all these books. And I was like, Oh no, never mind. I'm not doing that. And that's what stopped me. Cause I was like, I can't read all these books. I don't want to. Yeah. But hearing all this i would have like i don't even think i would have had the notion to want to be a teacher no i could never do it i can barely do my job like richie the kids are the best part of the job and that's the smallest part of what you do i don't think okay so i used to work in kids shoes at the department store that i used to work at you were kids shoes i thought you were women's shoes i did both oh but when i first started i used to like i worked in kids shoes and then i managed kids shoes for a little bit and i was sick every fall between fall to December, I was always sick. So I couldn't do what you guys do just because of the fact that, like, I hate being sick. Children are walking Petri dishes. Oh, like, Richie, I, you're preaching to the choir. They're disgusting. I just feel like classrooms are, like, where COVID could have started if it didn't start wherever it did. Like, they, they actually lied. They're like, somebody ate a bat. No, you just let a few hundred kindergartners free into the world, and now everybody has COVID. Oh, yeah. That's what happened. Absolutely. They're Children gross. are disgusting. They're so cute, and, like, I, I have a theory that the cuter you are, the more germs you have. Probably. I just want to, like, every time I see like little kids and just like god i want to lice all you like you're disgusting yeah oh god they're gross oh they're actually this is a great segue into another one i'm gonna get into this i'm gonna skip around okay here we go ready yep 
Joe, hey, hi, hello. I've got a good one for you for this week's episode. I'm a seventh grade intervention specialist with the coolest neighbor. A neighbor is like your teaching partner or the teacher who teaches next door, just so you know. The guy who teaches next to me is a very seasoned veteran health teacher, married, no kids, rides a Harley when this Ohio weather permits him to. So never. He's tatted up, has the balls to reply all on staff emails with sarcastic responses. He's just the greatest. Anyway, the other day we received an announcement over the loudspeakers to remember to be extra diligent when cleaning the classroom desks. Protocols say that we have to clean the desks and chairs at the beginning and end of each period. The kicker is that we're given two options, run around and wipe off the desks ourselves or spray each desk with some podunk Dawn dish soap solution and have the kids wipe them down themselves. Naturally, we all chose door number two. Mr. B walks up to me the other day and randomly starts telling me about how he took a trip to Home Depot the other day to purchase some type of industrial grade sprayer to make the desk's cleaning procedure quicker and easier. The best part is, is he proceeds to tell me that he absolutely drenches the chairs and the floor of any student that he can't stand. It's like half of one of those gigantic rolls of shitty brown paper towel to even remove a mere dent in this cleaning solution. He was so matter of fact when he was telling me about it and how satisfying this little gem of favoritism is and I just could not stop laughing picturing it. Later that day I walked by his classroom. The beginning of a class started to change and I heard one of the kids cry out oh man soaked again? (laughs) (laughs) This has been in one of the best silver linings of teaching during COVID of all times for me. It's the little things. That's fun and this confirms my suspicions I always had. Teachers do have favorites and least favorites. Oh absolutely. (laughs) Any teacher that says they're all my favorite it's a fucking lie. I believe that. It's yeah. such a lie. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. If you got put into a room of 30 strangers, are you going to like all of them? No. Exactly. I don't even know if I like most of them, honestly. <laughs> like, Hello? Oh, my God. You said I didn't even say it. You know what? Okay, so here's what caught my eye about this whole thing is... I knew this like as a child that teachers bought their own like supplies a lot of the times Mm -hmm. and like that just never sat right with me. Even as a child, I was like, I don't understand why you're spending your money on like pencils and shit like that. But like this guy bought industrial cleaner because the school's providing industrial cleaner. He bought an industrial sprayer. Okay, okay. That is actually, I would love would to probably watch like him. one of those skinny I know hoses. exactly what you're thinking of. And like, I, I want to see him use it. I want to see him use it too. Just this big ripped, it. tatted up motorcycle guy. But like, okay, why is Don Dish Soap the answer to COVID there? Oh, Richie. That makes no sense at all. Like, is, are, is school's just like, yeah, screw it, dude. Like, let's just see what happens. No, like, here, here, there's two things. And it's all a bunch of bullshit. So someone's going to come for me for this, but fuck it. The kindergarten bathroom, each kindergarten room should have its own bathroom in the classroom because you can't really trust them to like, first of all, walk down the hall and find it. They'll Mm -hmm. forget. And then it's just like easier to manage, right? Smells like straight up ammonia because this there's piss soaked into the deepest crevices of all angles of that bathroom, including the ceiling. It's disgusting, right? So when they clean it, they have to use some diluted ass, fake ass, weak ass, whatever the hell off brand 
cleaner it is that they use in the room and it never gets the smell out. So when you go to them and you're like, I'm going to bleach this bitch, they're like, you can't lose, you can't use bleach. Why not? It's like against the rules to like use bleach because someone's allergic to bleach or something like that. It's like, bitch, I have all the medical records of all the kids in my class. Not one of these motherfuckers is allergic allergic to bleach. I'm going to bleach the shit out of the stinky ass bathroom. Whatever, just weed out the weak. Like it's fine. (laughs) It's Darwinism. It's Darwinism. Literally, it's crazy, but yeah, and like even I found like bleach alternatives. They're like, this isn't approved by blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I get it. There's like medical situations and all this stuff too. But you know what else is a medical situation? My kindergarten classroom smelling like a terribly run nursing home. Like this is not good. That is so wild to me. Oh, it's, that, like, it's horrible, Richie. Oh my God. Schools are disgusting. Disgusting. Schools are so gross. I like never want to step foot into a school again, unless it's to like save teachers. Now oh, I, I want to go, teachers. I want to just go into every like rundown elementary school and save teachers like lobsters at the grocery store. Like that's <laughs> what I want to do. That's what I want to do. That's why I'm doing this. That's literally my goal. Did I ever tell you like why I love what I do? No, it's literally because first of all, it's the most liberating thing ever, but I truly feel like the show doing live comedy and the podcast, I'm going to be able to make a bigger difference talking like this and exposing what it's really like than ever just being a classroom teacher with just only 30 kids. Cause we're doing this podcast and it's like 20,000 people per week are getting a look into what's real or I can talk to like 30 kids and their families. So I think this is going to be a huge catalyst for change down the road. And when I'm, when I'm like big, big, like you are big, big Joe, I'm not big, big. I feel like you're big. big I feel like I'm medium. Well, you're like big, big to me. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you. I I feel like I'm medium, but when I'm like big, big, I'm going to like make waves for teachers. Be like, this is what's happening. It's bullshit. Change it. Like, yeah, that's my goal. I love that goal. I have one more for us. Oh, this one's crazy. Hello. Here's a good COVID story for you. This is a very important part, Richie. Okay. Listening. I've only ever taught pre-K. So that's pre-kindergarten. So like two to four year olds. All right. You're a saint. I've only ever taught pre-K in a large urban district. This August, I interviewed and got the job in my same district as a pre-K lead teacher. My role is basically to travel to various schools around the district. We have pre-K in public schools here and help coach pre-K teachers. I'm not their supervisor. So basically my job is to help teachers become even better teachers. And I also get to lead their PD throughout the year. I was loving my new job. That's a great job. What's a PD? Professional development. So like teaching, like how to, it's just, maybe they're teaching like a new skill or a new concept or a new program, but just ways to develop your skills as in forms of like a meeting or a session okay okay pd yeah record scratch on saturday so keep in mind this woman's like loving her shit all right on saturday on a saturday morning in october i checked my personal email to find a letter from my school district informing me that i had been temporarily resigned to teach first grade in a school that i have never been to before and i was to report to this new job on monday as in two days 
away. They had also spelled my name wrong. Thank you very much for that. Oh, but it gets worse. My pre-K lead teacher colleagues were in similar and worse situations. Some of them also who had only taught pre-K for up to 25 years were now temporarily reassigned to high school special ed teachers simply because they held a certification that they received 25 years ago but have never actually used. Now, why, you ask, would the district do this? Teacher shortages, sub shortages, leave replacement shortages, all due to COVID. Honestly, we went through the first week of my new classroom in complete tears. My kids were rough. The original teacher had left on maternity leave and had left with sub plans for only two weeks before I hit the scene. It had been a rough year so far, to say the least, and I cannot wait for the teacher to come back from maternity leave, whenever that is, so I can get back to my real job. Thanks for highlighting some of the craziest that COVID has brought to schools where all in this together and we will be better teachers because of this for once and for all stay safe out there joe what okay so i there's like so many questions going through my brain with this story Mm -hmm. so like the first one is like i knew you'd have questions on this one well okay so so teachers are supposed to like from what i understand like if you're like an elementary school teacher like you teach elementary school like that skill isn't necessarily transferable to high school is it like is that how that works like no you would think that right like you would never take a mechanic and say go design a brand new car right right they don't have the skills yes but if that mechanic took one design class in college 15 years ago would they be able to design a car no well but in teaching if you have listen listen if I was teaching fifth grade, I graduated from college 12 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. If I had an endorsement to teach high school Spanish, but never did it before, I got this degree 12 years ago and got the endorsement from it. At any moment, they could be like, oh, we're switching your job. You're now teaching senior Spanish. That's insane. So like, it just like, it blows my mind to hear this because it's just like, there's there's this person who was teaching pre-K all this time. And then like they get a two day notice that they're going into first grade in the middle of like, I'm sure like the year, right? Like what is it? It's January. Mm-hmm. So like, are there notes? Are there lesson plans? Like do, do teachers She's- have the tools to like just jump right in? Like, okay. You're shaking your head. No, because like, I'm assuming a lot of this stuff is like, happening all in the moment and like how far ahead do teachers honestly plan like i can't fathom so that it's this is far the the whole year right so much bullshit to unpack here first of all like if she got moved from her lead teacher role and they were like hey we need to put you in a pre-k class for the rest of the year that would probably be fine because she's been so seasoned in teaching pre-k right but they put her in first grade which is huge you're learning how to read Mm -hmm. in first grade and she's teaching like letter recognition pre-k Two completely different things. So, but in teaching, you don't necessarily, they don't think of it as, are you going to be able to just jump in and do that? It's just, you have the credential to do it. We need someone to do it. You're there. It's never thought about, has this person done it? Can they actually do it? Are they, It's just like, oh, we have this person who's hired in this position. They'd have the credential. Throw them there. It's nuts. It's crazy because it's just like I so I work my day job is like working at a tech company. And it's like we would never take someone who's like, I'm a software development engineer, 
but like I kind of know a little bit about like how to do like financial marketing and we wouldn't just like transfer them over because we needed someone like it just doesn't make sense to me it to me it just sounds like we just need someone to babysit these kids for an hour is basically what I'm hearing like it's it's deeper than that it's we need to save money we can't hire the person who actually has the skills because then it's putting another person on payroll and we don't have enough money to put another person on payroll. So put the person there who's qualified to do it. Qualified on paper, but like, are these, paper. are these like, are these skills like checked on? Like, are no. they, like, so there's no, like every five years we should do like a quick evaluation to see if we're still capable of doing X, Y, and Z. No. Do you think that's, a, is that something that people want in education? Like, is that something teachers want? Well, personally for me, and knowing about the profession, it's experience over degree any day. Right. I would I would take a kindergarten teacher who's been doing it for 25 years and never went to college over someone who just got their degree in teaching. I will say in the real world, experience over degree any day, any time for almost anything. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Like I just I've met so many people who are so book smart, but like just don't know how to do things. But street smart people like who can just like they learned a trade or learned something so smart, so quick on their feet, so much better at things. And that's just my opinion. Like, please don't come for me either. Well, listen to this. The majority of the country teaching is a five year program. Okay, you are in the classroom teaching for one semester at most universities. Michigan State University are there for a full year, one semester, five years of reading about this and doing courses one semester of being in the classroom and then boom you're a teacher with your own class psycho right that sounds insane can i blow your mind for a second yeah so my master's is in educational leadership so i am certified to be a principal okay i'm my certification i am certified in the states of illinois michigan and washington to be a principal kindergarten through 12th grade so i can be an elementary middle or high school principal Okay. I didn't know that about you. Good for you. Uh, it's nothing special, truly. <laughs> my one of the years that I taught in Michigan, my boss, it was his first year being a principal at that school. OK, mm-hmm. his entire career, he taught high school math and then was a high school assistant principal. And then they were like, now you're an elementary principal. Those worlds couldn't possibly be more different You don't have elementary experience, but because on paper you're qualified to do that, we'll give you the position. He would literally say to our faces straight up, he'd be, well, you know more about this than me. Like, I've never been in elementary before. I hate it when bosses say things like that. Like, literally, girl, fucking mind blown. That went on for three years, and I was sitting there like, you've been here, bitch. Like, let's get it together. I have a friend who was a teacher. I don't know if I can say for what school district. Don't. She... She had a principal who had never been a principal before. And prior to doing, I don't know how this woman got this job, but she was a, she used to run a prison and she told all of her, the teachers under her that this is how I want like it to run. Like I used to run a prison and I want like a similar structure. And it was just like, my friend ended up quitting teaching because of like just how unstructured this was like it just didn't make sense for education so like is that possible is that a real thing that happens like people who just like don't have much education background can just go be a principal Mm, maybe i'm missing parts of the story i think you are cut this out yeah this doesn't sound right no don't cut it out because i think that it's good i think that it's cool to show what a mug you're a muggle did you know that we have a word for it on the i love that like everyone who's like in a special clique is like anyone who's not in this is a muggle is that a thing 
I yeah, I knew a girl who was in college who she was like all of my college athlete friends like we call non-athletes muggles and I was like shut up. I'm not going to say your name, but Richie, like, that's but tell me like it's special when I do it on my podcast. It's special when you do it on your podcast. <laughs> you're, you're literally king muggle now. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> We're running out of time. I could do this forever. I can't wait for next week. Maybe I'll have you on again next week for the second part of this because there's so many more. I have so many more questions too that I would oh, just good. love to ask. And good. I want to know what your fans have to say about some of the questions that I've asked. So please let oh, me know. Let's do that. If yeah. you guys have questions for, or if you want to say, this is what we're going to do next week's episode, mind blowing teacher stories that will blow the minds of non-teachers. Oh my God, please. Oh my God, please. I, I would actually it. love that. Submit your stories to the social studies podcast at gmail.com. Again, the social studies podcast at gmail.com. Just so you guys know, make your subject line super cl clever and witty. Too many come in for me to go through them all. I read the subject lines that like get me. So do that. Before we go though, Richie, um, Richie Armani, great comic. Love this guy. If you're coming to any of my Pacific Northwest shows or have been, this is my opener. This is my dude. Richie, where can the people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Richie underscore Armani. R-I-C-C-I underscore Armani. A-R-M-A-N-I. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Richie, I loved having you on. This is fantastic. Hey, guys, again, I'm going on the road in the spring. Get tickets first by becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash That's patreon.com slash patreon.com slash And you also get tons of bonus content while you're there. But also, you're supporting the podcast and keeping us on the air. Huge thanks to some of our newest and bestest Patreon fans. Big hello to Jennifer Hoyle, Alyssa Robinson, Grace Crowell, Chelsea Dirks, Jen Tingy. Is it Tingay? Is it Tingy? I don't know. Sorry, Jen. I love you, girl. Courtney Mahalik, Danny Pritchett, Sarah, just Sarah. And Deanna Porthero. Thank you guys so much. I love bringing this podcast to you each and every week. I think this was a really great episode. Let me know what you think. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and leave an awesome review. I love seeing those. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, listen, this world's wild. And let me tell you what, I'm a firm believer that laughter is the best medicine. So whatever you do this week, go out there, get a good laugh. And why? Because you deserve it. I love you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye.